Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. And for those of you joining the Greatest Games Podcast for the first time, this is a chance for us to catch up with high school and college basketball coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest game. As always, we don't put any limits on it. It can be when they were an assistant coach, a head coach, freshman coach, CYO coach, whatever it is they want, just as long as they consider it to be their greatest game. So let's welcome in our guest for today, Coach John Wiseman, who just wrapped up his 12th season as the head coach at Palisades Park High School in Palisades Park, New Jersey. Welcome in, Coach. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about, about you, a little bit about Palisades Park High School. and How, how big is that high school? Uh, we're group one. I think we have 350 students. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's another group one, Brian. They're, they're in the same league as, uh, Creskill. We talked to coach Agaro mm-hmm. a week or so ago. So they're mm-hmm. in that same league, right? You're still in Creskill's league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Same league. So group one, that's one small eight, schools. Yeah, yep. one, okay, I got you, I got you. In South Carolina, we do, we've got five classifications. And so uh, we're, I'm at a 4A school, we're about 15, 1600 students. And so um, still, still learning the lingo from uh, South Carolina to New Jersey. It's all it's sectional finals. Y'all start talking about that. It sounds like French to me. I don't really know what's going on. So. <laughs> that's a whole, that's, a, I'm going to try to explain that to you one day, Brian, but that has to do with football and the fact that football doesn't play true state championships and all that, all oh, that jazz. Okay. I, That's I where it comes a little, from. I got you. Okay. Yes, there's a little animosity between. I, I, this is this is a gotcha podcast. Let's go ahead and get it out there. Let's, let's go ahead and hit uh, send on this thing and let's see if we can stir the pot a little bit. What do you say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coach, why don't you uh, give us your resume, uh, your coaching resume, and what brought you to where you are today? All right. I started at uh, NV Demarest from 2000 to 2004, took a year off to get teacher certified. Were you the head coach there? No, I was assistant for four years. Okay. Took a year off, came back to Demarest for a year once I was certified to teach, and that's when I wound up getting the job at Powell Park, and I was Powell Park assistant for three years, and then I got their head job been there ever since yep who was the coach at Demarest when you worked there uh my first two years it was uh Rob Cangelosi who had been an assistant at uh at PX for a long time and then my last three years there was Bob Rudolph oh okay yeah nice Bob is a great coach yeah yeah really nice and great and a great guy and then uh, Mark Cieslak was the head coach at uh, Pal Park when I when I got. Oh, there. okay. Is he the one that? Uh, he's not the one that's the baseball coach now up at. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The head coach and his, his brother St. Joe's. Yeah, and his brother Ken is the athletic trainer at Teaneck. Yes. The chiropractor and Mark was wasn't Mark a all county in like three sports when he was in high school. Yes. Eight yeah, he was. Al Park legend. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Brian has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, this, is, this is fantastic. 
<laughs> sound like great guys. I'm sure they, uh, just, they said real family guys. I really, I like those guys a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sea slacks are great people. Yeah. Uh, comedians, comedians. He'd be the guy to go out to a bar with right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go out to a bar with anybody. <laughs> I'd go out to a bar with my worst enemy right now. <laughs> Something to do. Uh, Brian, you want to start off the Q&A? Oh, I would love to. So, Coach, we're going to go just ask a couple of quick questions here, and then we'll get to your greatest game here here in a moment. But I'd love to hear about if you've got a – a go-to pregame speech if you're if you have a common theme or something that seems to kind of keep coming up or just a, a speech if you're just kind of sitting around like oh man I got to come up with a speech real quick if you've got a go-to pregame speech that's a good question you know the last couple of years we've been down a little bit so um it's every every single night you're just looking for you know the the comparison is so different but, you know, like you listen to somebody like Michael Jordan talk and how he just kind of finds things that'll ignite him mm-hmm. and, you know, get him going. It's kind of, it's, it's similar with, you know, like the last couple of years we've been down. So we got to really, you know, anything to stir the pot, you know, to, you know, that we could use as chalkboard material and get these guys going. Um, fortunately for me, uh, you know, the kids that I've, that I've coached, I'm so blessed to, at Powell Park. I mean, they, they work so hard, they play so hard. So a lot of times, you know, we don't, you know, I don't have to go above and beyond. Um, but I, I couldn't give you one specific thing, one avenue that I go down. It's, you know, just a plethora of whatever, whatever gets me going. And then I kind of just, you know, let the kids know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, coach. This is a this is one uh that your parents and your wife aren't going to like hearing about, but <laughs> have you have you ever broken a whiteboard or a clipboard in uh anger during a game or at a halftime or anything like that? Uh yeah, I I've broken actually my um no, I'm still kicking myself today. Second or third year coaching, my the kids the year before as a gift at the end of the season gave me this really nice one. You know, like you you write on it, you clean it off, it's like perfect, it's brand new. And so going into the next year, I guess a couple of days in, I wound up breaking that one instead of you know bringing the crap. I had the crappy one with me, you know, for situations like that. But I got so pissed off that I I, I wound up breaking the good one. I'm still kicking myself. I'm probably still using it right now. Was it an over-the-knee break, or was it a smash-it-against-the-chair break? Or uh, I think it was more of a thrown across the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the classic move, yeah. That's solid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, right. I've broken plenty of them. <laughs> So you, you mentioned that you were an assistant coach two different times at Demarest and then at Powell Park. Was there a belief that – I can speak for myself that as an assistant coach, I can, I can look at the head coach and say, like, why are we doing that? We would, if I was the head coach, we would do it this way. Or was there any belief, like one or maybe a couple, that you were thinking, like, oh, when I get to be a head coach, I'm going to do that. And then you got to be a head coach, you're like, why was I thinking about doing that? I was way off on that. Was there any kind of belief that changed once you got to be a head coach? Oh, of course, that 
the, the hindsight's 2020. I tell my assistant coach right now all the time, you know, let me know what's going on in your head. A lot of times we don't see eye to eye, and I tell them that. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye, and, you know, there's been plenty of times over the last couple of years where he'll tell me something, and I would say a lot of the time he's, he's right. I go with him. And then, you know, there's a few times here and there where, you know, he may tell me something and I go completely in the other direction. So I think it's just one of those things, you know, as the game goes on, you get a feel that every game is different. You get a feel for the game, you know, how the game's going. And, you know, you may feel one way, you know, at a certain time and then coach tells you something and, you know, like it, it all depends on the situation of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. Oh, we've got uh, we got some mic problems over there. The De Blasio oh, household. All right, there we go. I was, all right. I was we're, we're back on. <laughs> uh, I was I was asking the question to nobody. Um, <laughs> it sounded great. Who is? And I'm I'm going to know some of the names. And Brian's had fun with the Bergen County coaches we've had on learning some of these names. Who is the best player you coached against? Who? That's a really good one, man. I. I don't want, I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. John Blackrove was very good. At uh, Pascack Valley, right? Pascack or Valley. Hills. The Valley. Yeah, Valley. Um, trying to think of who else. You can say Matt Flood. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good one. He was a very good one. Um, man, there's, there's so many. Uh Give me some – what are some Creskill names? Well, I mean, it would have been him or uh, who else when you were there. I mean, he was probably – he was the best one in the six years I was there, the five years I was there. You you know who – the point guard from Creskill, Tyler Jackson. Oh, yeah, Tyler was excellent. He was very quick. He gave us some issues. Who who at Demarest? Who was in your league when you were at Demarest? Uh, Ramapo, Bergenfield. Uh, Pascoe Hills, Pascoe Valley, Wayne Hills, Bawa. Uh, I'm sure any, there was some. Any Ramapo guys from that that era? I'm trying to think. What's that? Any Ramapo guys from that era? Uh, you know what? That's going back so far. I can't even remember. I know, like for us, our big guy Ryan Brisk um, was a very good player. He was our big guy. Uh, Rich Galad. Mm-hmm who was a three-sport Demarest, yeah, my brother coached me in football there. Yeah, yeah, he was a very good player. Yeah. Um, th- those were some good years there uh, that we had. Some really good – Jared Salamano. There was a ton of good players. We were like well, – you played against uh, – what's-his-face from Wayne Hills? Uh, Olsen. I mean, I know he wasn't a great basketball player, but obviously been a professional football player for 12 years. Yeah, I remember Christian Olsen. I don't remember Greg Olsen playing. I know he did. Yeah, that's a that's a big man. We actually played Wayne Hills at, at Ridgeview. They came down, played uh, football this year, and uh, Greg Olson came down, and uh, Dennis Daly. We we got some the Carolina Panther connection at the time, and he's a big, big dude and super, super nice, like completely genuine. It's a great guy. We, we were really excited to have him on on our campus. Yeah, yeah. You got a question, Brian? I, I suppose I do. Let's go ahead and get to this, uh, the, the creme de la creme, as we like to say in our, in our household, uh, you know, well, me and my dogs at least. So, um, 
the greatest game coach. I know you've been around basketball a long time, and it may be hard to pick one. If you've got a game or two, we'd love to hear about the greatest game that you've ever been a part of, as much, much background information as you can, and try to paint a picture for us and, and our listeners as to why it's so special to you. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I thought about it, and there's two that came to mind. One's a win, one's a loss. I remembered a lot more losses than I did wins. Um, and maybe because your season comes to an end. But anyway, uh, the first one was the win. I was an assistant at Demarest. And we played in, uh, Brian, this is for you, a sectional final. Okay. And uh, we, um, we played Teaneck. And we were down 15 going into the fourth quarter. And they kind of – Teaneck is an up-and-down, run-and-gun team. We were a very good team, too, but I don't think we could keep up with them up and down the floor. And um, I guess with their 15-point lead, the fourth quarter, they, they slowed their game down. And I don't think they were used to playing that way. And uh, we slowly clawed back, and we wound up winning, I think, by three. Uh, the first sectional title in a long time there and uh but it was a great win Teaneck is a you know perennial powerhouse and uh for us to uh you know beat him in a sectional final being down 15 points going into the fourth quarter um was something that I'll never forget um you know one of the biggest wins that I've been a part of and uh and to do it with a special group too coach what year was that that was 2004 Oh, so that was the year after or before they won the state title? Because they won it right around then with the big kid, Willie Irick. We talked to Coach Santulli the other day. We, we beat Teaneck in 2004. Willie Irick, did we play again? I don't remember what year Willie Irick was. You know okay. What year? It was in the 03, 04, 05 range, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. We beat them in 04. And yeah, I don't know if they won in 03 or 05. It might have been 03, I think, if I'm if I'm trying to think of how old Willie was. Yeah. I'm a Teaneck guy. I grew up in Teaneck. Okay. So Yeah, I you know what? I was trying to remember some of their players from that year and I couldn't. I know they had a couple good guards. I didn't remember if they had oh, you know what? Is Tom Bahali from Teaneck? Yeah. Yes. He might have been on that team. Okay. I don't remember. Either way. Um, it was there. Listen, under March, under Curtis March that time, Teaneck had good teams every year. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't a bad team that you beat. <laughs> right. 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 Um, and then can I move on to the second game? Yeah, sure. absolutely. And the second game I still I have nightmares about, I think about all the time, is uh, nobody – Nobody, I think, ever really knew about this game because it was a quarterfinal uh, state tournament game against Verona, who's not really in our area, and we were at Verona, and um, we had a really good team that year. It was 2015 or 16, and uh, we had an up-and-down year. We dealt with some injuries and uh, some off-the-court issues, but when we got it rolling, you know, I, I thought we were the best team in the league. And, um, and I thought we, we played Cedar Grove the first round of the tournament. 
and we rolled them. It was like we must have beat them by 30, 35 points, and we played great. And we were kind of rolling at that point, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. We might be in good shape here. I liked the bracket we were in. We were going to play Park Ridge, who had already beaten us twice, uh, but I felt comfortable going in uh, third time against them. And so we go at Verona. It was a 4-5. And when I tell you a tight game the whole way, I don't think anybody had a lead more than four or five points. And my big guy, Will Taylor, hit a three with 20 seconds left. And they wound up getting the ball. They call the timeout. They come out of the timeout, they go down, they shoot a three, an off-balance three with about eight seconds left, and we get the rebound. And they foul us. So now we're up three, going to the line for a one-on-one with six seconds left. And we missed the front end of the one-on-one, and their main player, Travis Joyce, who I think plays in college now somewhere, yeah, he played at a D3 school. Didn't he go play D3 somewhere? Yeah. 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 I don't remember exactly what school. Um, he came down and hit a shot a couple steps inside the half-court line um, to tie it and send it into overtime. Hmm. And it was just a uh, – just one of those roller coaster, emotional roller coaster games where, you know, my guy hits the three – and they call a timeout. They come to the huddle. You know, my guys are all pumped up. And then we go back out. We get the rebound. Six seconds left. You think you got the game. And, you know, it just went from such a high, because it was such a great game, to, uh, to such a, uh, a low point. And we wound up losing the game by maybe four or five points. Hmm. Um, and our kids were crushed. Um, and it was a heartbreaker because I really, I really felt good about our chances. You know, we were very talented that year. And, uh, you know, we haven't – Cal Park hasn't won a sectional since 1974. And I point that out to the guys every year uh, – every uh, day that year. And uh, so that was one of our goals. We didn't attain it. Um, but, I mean, it, it was such a great – game although you know the the outcome wasn't great but such a great game to be a part of um and to this day i studied there's not many days that go by where i don't think about that one hmm. yeah was that you had the two taylor brothers right weren't they a few years apart they were they were a year apart a year apart. Older, senior junior kevin and will um we were we were good all around that year like we gave uh hackensack a run in the county tournament um, you know, we almost wound up beating them. Um, that, that was a good team. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't, uh, didn't work out for them. Tell you what, you all talk, you all know these Taylor kids more, more than I do. When you, you mentioned when you're telling the story that he's a big kid, was this a, a drawn up play or is this kind of just kind of out of the blue? He just hits a three, like, oh my gosh, you just hit a three. We're up three now. Or tell me, tell me about that, that play. It, it was, it was, it was a set play. It was a, he was our big guy. I would say he's six three, okay. good outside shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ran a set play out of it, and he caught it. He hit a pretty deep three himself. He was a couple feet behind the three point line. And mm-hmm. Verona played great defense. 
you know, throughout the entire game, very fundamentally sound offensively, defensively, you know, they, 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 and Will got an inch of daylight and he was able to get the shot up and he wound up hitting it. And, you know, I remember how, you know, jacked up he was coming off the floor, um, which kind of, I think about to this day, how, you know, excited the kids were coming off the floor during that timeout. And then five minutes later, you know, we got kids crying in the locker room, you know? So it's just like one of those things that sports teaches you. Well, you just said that. That's interesting. Do you remember what maybe you said to the team after the game or the next day, you know, because that obviously ends your season? Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, I mean, there's not much. I know me personally, I don't know if, if I would want to hear anything, you know, like me, you know, maybe I would, but there's not a lot that you're going to get through to them when they're that crushed, you know? So, you know, me personally, I might want a little bit of time and, and to gather my thoughts too. I don't want to, you know, it was, I want to be careful with my words. So I'm sure talking with them the next day, you know, um, was just as emotional, but, you know, everybody was able to gather their thoughts and, you know, let everything sink in instead of, you know, you don't need any, any uh, extra emotion in the locker room. Yeah. It's, it's always a delicate, delicate thing, right? You know, I was having a discussion with a a buddy of mine yesterday about just competition and like going after things that you want. Obviously you're in a quarterfinal game. You want to be able to win a sectional title. You want to go on and win a state title potentially. And you go out there, you, you do everything you can to win the game. Kid, it's a three. Now you miss the front end of one and one. And it's like, Oh boy, it just doesn't work out. And it's just like, like you said, it's like, those are where the lessons are learned, but it doesn't make you – there's nothing – we asked you the pregame speech question a minute ago. There's nothing you can say after the game other than, hey, at least for me when I was coaching, guys, I love the heck out of you. Y'all, y'all played your tails yeah. off. Y'all did everything you are coached to do. We lost the game. And what a ride. You know, love you. And that's, and that's about it. You know, there's yeah. just really not much you can say. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's positive possible. Nobody wants to hear anything negative. You know, but, you know the, the bottom line was they, they lost to a good team. You know, they played an incredible game. They lost to a good team, and, you know, it is what it is. I went to uh, Brian, the Verona, the school he's talking about. is sort of like – I mean, it's in the suburb area here, which Brian's been up here before, but it's a little on the outskirts, so it's like a little kind of like country town. Okay. And their nickname is the Hillbillies. <laughs> and, and when you come from the suburbs of Bergen County and you go over to Verona, you feel like you're in a little mountain town. Okay. And when you yeah. get there for the game, I'm sure it was like this. I mean, it's packed. It is – everybody from the town is there. Ah, uh, well, it, it was a pack. I mean, it was packed crowd, our side between our fan bus and their side. And they do 4 o'clock starts, which is a little bit odd. So we got there, and school hadn't ended yet. So we were we – were, we were in the auditorium, I would say, for – I wanted to get there early so we can get out and shoot around. And we had to wait in the auditorium for, you know, 20 minutes until school ended. So, like, the whole day was – it was just kind of odd, something that, like, takes you out of your routine. I was going to scout a game, a state tournament game up there when I was at Crestkill. 
And they were playing Cedar Grove, which is the next town over. It's a big rivalry. And it was in the, like, it might have been the quarterfinals and we were going to play them in the semis at Crestkill. So I called the athletic director. Brian's an athletic director, by the way. <laughs> I called the athletic director and I said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm coming to scout the game. I'm from Crestkill. I said, is there any way, you know, is there a place that I could sit or is there, can I make sure I get in? He goes, you just have to get here and get in like everybody else. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just one person. That's it. <laughs> but no, so I wound up getting there like an hour and a half early so that I could get in. Because imagine if I had to call Mike Dodo and say, coach, I couldn't get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might have had your head. <laughs> I, uh, this is a not the third or fourth story I've heard about with a game starting either at an odd time, but in this case here, you're talking about like getting to the game an hour and a half early, and the gym is full. Like what? Like it, it sounds are the, the and again, I'm naive in South Carolina. Are gyms just not that big in in, in y'all's group one, or is it just people just super excited about basketball? Like yeah, we're gonna. We're going to get off work early. We're going to sit in a gym for an hour, an hour and a half before the game starts. Like, what's going on with that? I think that's in school. I have, every time I've been there, it's the same thing that Chris said. It's, it's, a, it's a packed gym. That's a great atmosphere to have. You know, you don't see that in a lot of the Bergen County towns. Like, you see a lot lesser crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every time you go to uh, Verona – and I can't even think of a Bergen County town where, you know, it's like that, where every time you go, it's packed. Such a great environment, you know, to have. I know, you know, coaching and, and playing in games, it's a lot more fun when the, stands, when the stands are crowded, you know. I will say this, Brian, you ask about some of the gyms are smaller. Verona only has stands on one side. Okay. So, I mean, it goes up a decent height, but it's only one side of stands. So, mm-hmm. you know, that definitely limits some of it. But yeah. – uh, yeah, the, the state games, some, some of the places, well, again, you know, I, when I was at Cresco, we were, we were doing really well. I mean, they're still doing well with, with Coach Egaro, but when we were there, you know, our state games were always packed. Cresco is a town that when they play in the states, they turn out, boy, they ain't got nothing. I would, I'd go rob a house in Cresco during a state playoff game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got <laughs> packed crowds. Yeah, we, we, uh, we've had a few uh, – we had a very good semifinal game there back in the way back in the day that it was my first year my first year uh coaching the varsity and uh with um tommy uh, hazenstab tommy hazenstab was the he, guard he was right the guard along with yeah. the uh, kid ruben i don't remember his last oh uh, yeah ruben and then vin decandia and yeah that team yes and and then alex decandia was better than his brother vin a couple years later but that team with ruben and tommy hazenstab and vin they were a good team yeah yeah, they want to beat Booten in that final, I think, at the buzzer. Yes. Yes, they did, because I came the next year. It was my first year at Cresco. Yeah, I, I thought we had them that one year in 2009. We, um, we cut it to three with about six minutes left, and we came down with the ball. And, you know, it's like the, the Cresco's like the, the Boston Celtics, like the luck of the Irish. My point guard came down and slipped on – uh, the floor. There was a wet spot on the floor. Turned it over. Cresco kid picked it up, went down the floor, got a layup and one. Went from a three-point game, we had the ball, to now we're down six, you know. And you're playing Cresco, being down six is like being down like 15. 
because they play, you know, a great defense. Oh, Coach, I thought you had something to say, Coach Rose. Nope, I'm, I'm good. Hearing all these good Bergen County stories. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, Coach. You did, you did mention how you, you remember the losses. I, I remember talking to a player when I was working at the University of South Carolina, Rose. I was talking to Cabrell Brown. Okay, B. We, we played at LSU, and he was from Louisiana, so his whole family was there, and we got killed. And he was going on and on on the bus about how he made two three-pointers. And I said to him, yeah, but you missed six of them. <laughs> you know, I said, I said you remember the, the makes, the coaches remember the misses. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like players remember the wins, coaches remember the losses. <laughs> yeah. You know, coach, we went 22-3 and three that year. Well, yeah, well, we should have been 23-2. and two. We shouldn't have lost that game. To... <laughs> yeah. yeah the, losses, the losses hurt more then the wins feel good. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. I've, I've heard uh, there's a, a guy that I listen to on a podcast that uh, he'll basically ask the same question in different ways. But the question is, do you love winning more or is it, how does he word it? Do you love winning more or does really just hate to lose more? Like which one is really the, the driver, you know, and, and, and everybody, yeah. you know, everybody's on different ends of that spectrum at times. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, Coach, well, we like to wrap it up here with a final question. And that question is, if I ask a kid that played for you in 2009 and I ask a kid that played for you this year, what would they say is the one thing or one or two things that Coach Wiseman always says? He always says this. It could be a teaching point. It could be like a funny thing you say in practice. It could be something when you break down your team. What is the thing Coach Wiseman always says? They always tell me they come back and it's about, you know, I'm playing in these, uh, I'm playing it down at the courts and like nobody else is playing help side defense and I'm playing help side defense. They talk about, you know, getting the lane, you know, whatever, um, help anything related to, you know, team defense. Um, I know they always, a couple of my assistant coaches played for me and they all joke about, you know, I'll say, well, that's a good, it's a good shot, but it's not the shot that we're looking for. Even though I said it's a good shot, so they always bust my chops about that. <laughs> and, and actually, Will Taylor just came up to me, and he said, uh, you know, Coach, you're getting soft. I, I'm hearing stories. You used to have us running in the hallways, wearing backpacks, you know, for 30, 35 minutes. I'm like, what? I, I really don't remember that. I don't know where he got it from. I don't know if he made it up or not. He's like, you're getting soft. You don't do that anymore. So, you know, I like to think that, uh, you know, I, I stayed the same all these years and I didn't get any softer, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I think those stories, this is just my belief. I think those stories have a tendency to grow. It's a little bit kind of like a fishing story, you know, like yeah. you catch that, that, that three pounder, but by the time you get back to the dock, it's eight pounds, you know, that type of deal. But I will tell you this. <laughs> There is no worse question that a kid, a former player of mine, can come to me and ask the, other than, hey, coach, do you remember when you had us? And I'm like, oh, no. Please. And it's, it's amazing, like, some of the things that I had kids do that I know are true that I've just forgotten them. Like, oh, man, I, I just sounded like a real jerk. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm still glad you're here. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. that I was that way. <laughs> so yep. 
that's 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 always fun to hear those questions and those stories but coach we can't thank you enough for for coming on it's been really great to hear a little bit more about you do you have anything that you'd like to promote to our listeners any kind of social media for you or your team or any kind of websites or anything like that uh no actually i appreciate that though i'm not the uh, most technologically advanced uh you know person on the planet but you know i appreciate the uh the offer yeah, well, Coach John Wiseman, Palisades Park High School. Again, thanks so much for coming in. And for my co-host, Chris de Blasio, I am Brian Rosefield, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Greatest Games. Mm-hmm.